0: Thank you very much there, ZK. Yes, I'm actually on this uh, plane still, believe it or not, and um, I know it's hard to believe, but we have to conduct a weekly update because that uh, is a very important feature for our listeners. And with that, I remind everybody, number one, to keep in mind our friends at com who continue to utilize our amazing content for their incredible live news feed. Uh, check out OnlySimplus.com for all the latest and greatest in terms of uh, wonderful stories in the Jewish world. And, of course, our friends at JewishWorldReview.com who continue to post thousands of articles of great value that you could print out before Shabbos and read anytime. Um, com. we thank them for enthusiastically recommending our network to their incredible readership. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us Fridays with the weekly update here at JM and the AM. Mr. Holmline, welcome back to JM in the AM.
1: Thank you. I see you have a mobile uh, broadcast now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's great assistance to us, but it doesn't seem to help the frozen door. <laughs> I can't even get into a competition with Malcolm about plane stories. So he'll hold in that category every single time. But it is unusual that we landed at about 6.25 this morning. and We're still sitting here waiting for the uh, equipment to either de-ice or whatever it is that they're officially waiting for. Malcolm, am I right that you would completely defeat me at a of uh, tales.
1: Well, All of us have been through the horror stories of uh, aircraft in various positions, but uh, today we'll deal with the news, the real news. Yeah, that's
0: for sure. The real news is on the way. Uh, I have to tell you that, I mean, the reason for this very quick trip was uh, I was asked to, um, in a sense, represent diaspora jury at a Jewish music event that was held at Beit HaLochem, a place that you're very familiar with in Tel Aviv. Uh, And I was honored to be there uh, with the president of Israel in attendance to simply deliver a message to the Israeli soldiers of how much they are appreciated by Jews outside of Israel. And this is a topic that I've discussed a million times, and I was able to give that message and deliver it from the stage. And it really it hit an emotional tone for a lot of people there. A lot of Israelis came over to me afterwards and said, you have no idea how much it's appreciated these words. And a lot of people sometimes are skeptical about what these messages mean and how seriously they're taken. Um, it was a very special evening, and I know that you are one who who always uh, encourages us, no matter who we are, uh, to remind our heroes of Israel just how much they are appreciated around the world.
1: Absolutely. It's a great institution, and uh, um, I think it's, uh, it's great that you were there, and sorry about the inconvenience on the return, but it doesn't, shouldn't diminish the importance of the event. <laughs> Uh, Much appreciated. It was really something
0: uh, quite stirring. All right, uh, to the news of the day, you know there are a lot of very anxious people who are very curious about your reaction to the choice for the next Secretary of State in the United States. What is, in fact, your reaction?
1: Well, we don't know him, and I've uh, had a hard time finding anybody who, who really does. And, and the uh, couple that did was only through business contact, so we have no idea of his positions on some of the key issues uh, of concern to us, and we will no doubt find out. And it makes all the more important the uh, who, who will get the appointment as the deputy uh, director, deputy uh, secretary of state. And we'll have to see what the style will be, whether it will follow the Kerry. Clinton model? Or will it follow George Schultz's model? Uh, whether it's somebody who engages the, the uh, underlings in the State Department, does he create a separate uh, leadership elite group around him and have very little to do with uh, the bulk of the State Department, as is the case now? So a lot of questions, but right now a few answers.
0: The the headline seems to be, at least as um, uh, as uh, is uh, concerned with uh, people who are concerned about Israel, is that he's somebody who is uh, in favor of or not against the Iran deal. Is that anything to be alarmed about off the bat?
1: Well, there are many people in the cabinet who are very strongly uh, um, concerned about Iran. Uh, General Flynn and General and uh, Mike Pompeo and the uh, was the head of CIA or to be. And uh, even, I think, General Mattis, uh, uh, I think I mentioned General Kelly. Right. So there are strong people, uh, people who are very strong on the issue. We don't know what his position w- will be. Uh, we know it regarding Russia, but frankly, we, we don't see much uh, evidence. He, he, he did oppose sanctions, but so do many in the business community as a general principle. That does not necessarily mean what his position will be vis-a-vis the Iranian deal.
0: Um, I found the 60 minutes conversation between Leslie Stahl and Prime Minister Netanyahu to be very interesting this past Sunday night. Uh, there were a couple of, uh, of points that were made that I thought were, uh, were fascinating, frankly. It, it seemed that, um, that the president, when, when she was trying to press him on what options he has regarding Iran, uh, it seems the prime minister, I should say, um, was alluding to the fact that Israeli military might could have a role in you know, future dealings with Iran, and it seemed like he was trying to say it without actually saying it. Were you getting that idea that he was alluding to actual military intervention by the state of Israel?
1: Well, he has repeatedly made references, and in his visit to Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan, a remarkably important visit to two Muslim countries, one Shiite, one largely Sunni, on the border of Iran, and uh, the warm welcome and public welcome that he got in those countries and his remarks in in Kazakhstan where he sent a message to Iran that Israel is not a rabbit but a tiger and warning Iran of the consequences of messing with that tiger, and it's a message he has repeatedly uh, issued. So I don't think it's, it's new. I think it's, it's a serious warning to a country that continues to threaten Israel. the Khamenei told the um, leader of Palestinian Islamic Jihad, who visited Tehran this week, that Israel won't exist in 25 years if the struggle continues and has made other comments about the, their and ordered uh, building of nuclear-powered uh, ships, uh, something I, I'm not sure that they can pull off, certainly not without violating the, uh, the agreement because of the enriched uranium they require. But many things that were were said that Rouhani uh, uh, talked about retaliatory responses to the ISA, so threatening the United States, threatening uh, Israel is commonplace, and also boasting about the Iranian-Russian-Syrian Hezbollah coalition that won in Aleppo, and indicating that uh, it will continue and that they will continue their struggles, quote unquote. Um, I think that those are all uh, uh, what motivated the response by the prime minister. Yeah, but why be that vague that it seemed like he was just trying to play around with an American border. Yeah, but can't you can't openly declare war and you then you give a pretext to Iran to take some sort of action saying that the, and they'll say they only did it in response to, to the provocation or the threat or the so I think you know he tried to hedge it sending a message w- without going too far.
0: America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard and listeners sponsored digital radio exclusively at com and the Malcolm Siegel NSN app, and of course uh, around the world through all of our digital platforms. Malcolm Homeline with us. It's the weekly update for a Friday, unusual situation. I'm actually on an El plane, uh, which is uh, trying to get its equipment together so we could actually get off the plane at some point, and Malcolm is based in New York. Um, the um, Part of that interview on Sunday, I thought it was a pretty. Um, I, I thought Leslie Stahl had a lot of nerve to suggest that because of the prime minister's efforts in different countries around the world, and specifically in the Middle East when it came to diplomatic efforts, uh, that there was actually, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but it sounded like she said uh, that it looked like he was forming some type of anti-American alliance in the Middle East. And that was part of the whole Netanyahu relationship with Putin that she had cited as well. Uh, what's your reaction to that claim by her?
1: There's no evidence of an anti-American the predilection is not part of Israel in any regard. Of course, there were tensions, there were concerns, but Israel has to have relations with Russia. It's a very important player. Remember, you have a large Russian-Jewish population, you have many other common interests, and Russia's role within in, in Syria and in the region, which has grown with the uh, withdrawal of the West from from the Middle East, i uh, i don't think that uh, one is contradictory there's no one that will replace america in in terms of israel's security defense its outlook its regional and its global uh activities uh, israel is the is dependent on the united states the united states dependent on them we've seen the enhancement of military and intelligence cooperation so it's not an either or situation but um israel can you know is not tied just to one country and we've seen generally. The isolation of Israel break down. As you know, this week we had an event where we on, in Washington where we honored um, the countries that aided Israel. And to see the ambassadors line up, including the Russian ambassador, the Turkish ambassador, the ambassadors of Azerbaijan, which hosted the event as a Hanukkah party tribute to the Jewish community. Uh, and which uh, some reacted to in, I think, rather foolish and, and inappropriate ways. Um, and the, the, uh, the Greek ambassador, the uh, four or five Muslim countries were, were there. And I think it's, it's an important statement that Israel is not isolated, that Israel has built stronger ties, and hopefully that will continue, not at the expense of the U.S. relationship, but can help America in, in reinforcing its ties, whether it's Egypt, Jordan, any of the other countries that are involved.
0: And uh, with the new administration coming in, uh, one would think that it would be even more, there's even more potential to enhance the relationship of the U.S. with some of those countries. Did you, uh, did you like how he went out of his way to stress how, uh, both personally and professionally, he admired Donald Trump? Speaking of the
1: prime minister. Yes. Uh, well. He's entitled to express his view. I don't know how intimate their relationship is, how well they know each other. I think they'll get to know each other much better over the coming uh, four years, at least. Okay.
0: All right. We have a, a couple of minutes, I'm told, here. Um, the Amona situation, it's obvious for anybody like myself. It's turned on a television in Israel over the last day. It, it seems to be the issue of the day in Israel, and depending on what political standpoint you have, uh Uh, Some people, of course, you know, hoping that there'll be a peaceful resolution to all of this. Others who are taking a much more radical approach. The official vote among the Amona Town Council was to essentially not cooperate with Israeli authorities uh, for the disengagement or the expulsion that's scheduled for the 25th of December. Do you think that we are going to continue heading down this road? or Is there any potential for some type of peaceful resolution?
1: Oh, yeah, there's still the potential. The question is whether it can be realized. Everybody stakes their position. Um, look, nobody wants to see a repeat of, of scenes that we've seen in the past with forceful removal. But I hope that the uh, that wiser minds will prevail and will find a way to, to resolve it. they've been offered. Uh, I think pretty generous uh, uh, solutions, or suggested rather, and let's see how they can be, it turned into some sort of reality for everyone to to resolve this peacefully.
0: It seems when members of government are interviewed on television, some of them just seem helpless. They just don't know, you know, what could be done to bring about some type of peaceful resolution. I I fear that uh, we could be heading toward a very very difficult scene in the next few days. But like you just said, hopefully there's still time to uh, uh, to peacefully resolve things. Um, uh, the, the the delivery of the fighter jets this week in Israel, and this may speak to the point uh, we made earlier regarding Israel's military might and military potential. Um, Do they go out of their way to create news stories about these types of acquisitions, just to remind the world what type of of capacity they have now at the moment?
1: Well, certainly you want to send the warning, but it is a a big deal when uh, uh, the new planes come. This is the first of a of many and maybe as many as 50 ultimately i think the first orders in the 30s and uh, not many countries have this it's a, so it's a message from the united states of the special relationship a message from israel a message to israel's enemies uh it, it's so much so that iran responded and said well the new planes aren't going to change the military equation and we're going to have the strength to do whatever we need to do etc so obviously they do take note of it and uh, I was present when the first F-15s came, and it was such an emotional experience to see the American planes being met in the air by Israeli jets, and they come then together, they, they land together, and the pilots embrace as they get out of the planes and on the tarmac. And we then came, we were able to go over and meet with them and talk to them. It's actually a very moving ceremony. It was delayed because of bad weather, so the planes got in a little later than intended, so sort of messed it up a bit, but it still took place (laughs) and very important. Um, Sort of like um, LL flights. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, trouble with aircraft everywhere these
0: days. Uh, Mm. um, I will give you the final word in a moment because I'm told that we're going to have to wrap up in the next minute or two, but I just, you know, in Israel. Uh, especially from some of the people that, some of the types of people that I hang around with, uh, there seems to be a a rumor. Maybe I should find a stronger, more effective term than that. Um, that there really is a an effort, uh, factually, meaning um, procedurally, uh, to really get the embassy move to Jerusalem. That people are actually, you know, have undertaken a plan, a real plan that will ex- that will uh, you know actively uh, get the move started. Is there anything you could tell this audience? No would love to see this move happen, that this is, you know, any
1: different we've seen in the past? Yes, I think it is different. Um, First of all, the appointment of David Friedman, who has been a very public and strong advocate of this, Um, may be an indicator, but again, we have to see what the policy will be. But there are ways, there are are creative ways that have been discussed. I know the mayor of Jerusalem on his visit last week when uh, I had Privilege to meet with him and talk to him about this and to others. You know, there's talk of, of taking the uh, new consulate in Arnona and making that also an embassy so it can have a consular division and just put up a plaque and say, This is the embassy. There's, there are others who, who uh, there are other solutions that have been proposed. Nobody wants, including the Prime Minister and everybody else, doesn't want to give a pretext to, to you know, violence. We've seen some increased attacks over a couple of days, even though overall. Uh, the attacks in truism were down significantly but uh when uh, they came out of the five conference we've seen the you know the uh fact that that uh, almost nothing changed but th- they may want to have a diversion it's something that he's used in the past and more than half of the people uh, polled recently, in the last week, uh, Palestinians said that they w- would like to see a return to the armed intifada, and, and two-thirds want to abandon Oslo, and 76 uh, percent protest the corruption, uh, and and half believe Israel is going to destroy Al-Aqsa. So you see that there is a lot of tension within the society, a lot of tension against the... Uh, um, against the Abbas regime. They recognized, you know, that not only his corruption, his ineffectiveness, his age, and he arrested, they, they sentenced Ahlan to a three-year term because he's trying to eliminate his opposition, I think. So the uh, uh, then you have uh, the possibility of, a, uh, under a pretext or by design, to to uh, raise the tensions and divert attention. But uh there's no need that that should have to take place. And I think if it's done with sensitivity and with intelligence, steps could be taken. And in six months, you know, the president waived the, the law uh, just recently. So in June, I guess, it will, or, or May, it will come up again. And the president simply could not uh, sign the waiver. And that would allow people with the passports uh, to have passports from Jerusalem. It would change many of the legal uh, issues and challenges that have come up. And they'll deal with the, ter- the, the real estate issue perhaps as well.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think there's too many of us have fuck all those options. I'm glad you laid those out for us because that would indicate that there is more hope than we think uh, for some type of procedure to go the way we want it to go. Um, all right, I'm told by aircraft personnel we only have the, about another minute or two. I'll give you the final word cause I'm, without my regular notes in front of me, as you can imagine. In this situation, it's hard to remember everything I wanted to discuss, but go ahead. Is there anything else you'd like to update us on? before we wrap up
1: yeah, there are a lot of things that have been happening over the last week that i think are are very important in terms of the the danger now of the palestinians trying to introduce something at the u.n security council over the next couple next week or so maybe even in a couple of days we know they sent a delegation here this week to work on it but we hear that the, uh... i spoke to u.n people just over the last uh, few hours uh... about this so that's a, an issue that people should be uh... Uh, should be looking at, and the um, the, the the also about the um, uh, the other appointments that will be made beyond the uh, the ones that are the most high profile, but often are, are very important in terms of affecting the future director of uh, direction of uh, relationships with Israel. But I also want to thank everybody who helped make the Washington event such a, a great success, and it. it it, to see these countries line up and to see the the cooperation and the uh, stellar group that came, that wanted to join in paying tribute, uh, I think that there are positive signs that we should never lose sight of, because if we only deal with the negatives, then you you not, don't really have a balanced and realistic position. At the same time, we see the threats that are coming from Iran this week, and the the talking about retaliatory, respo- retaliatory responses to the United States. Uh, th- these have to be answered very clearly and strongly. It's the only message that Iran uh, can deal with. It's the only message, all the dictators and terrorists. And what we saw in Aleppo should be a warning. I mean, the, inuma- the inhumanity that's been demonstrated, the war crimes that have been committed, and yet hardly a whimper in response to it. So, uh, and yet Israel gets criticized for all of its great humanitarian work, and they still find a way to condemn it.
0: Yeah, and this is something I brought up to you last week that we discussed about these uh, threats coming from Iran, and we'll explore it further, of course. Thank you so much for joining us. The weekly update will continue next week. Have a wonderful Shabbat. And again, uh,
1: thank you. Shabbat shalom, and I hope your luggage uh, arrived in the same plane.
0: I told you, my luggage will be home before I have the way it looks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much.